Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome to Brown Ambition. We are both finally back in the same country. Same country, yes. Do you know how far away India is? Oh, yeah. It's like, isn't it in like 19 hours? I forget how far my long my flight was, but it was brutal. Listen, let me remind you. It My trip home was actually longer than the trip there because every flight was like an hour and a half longer because I guess it's you're going against the wind stream or something scientific. Uh, so I was traveling for 27 hours. What? Like, yes. And that was 18 hours in the air. And then you have the hours in between flights and stuff because I had two layovers. When I tell you I was destroyed, like yeah. destroyed because I, I just couldn't sleep. And then by the time I got tired, I wanted to force myself to stay awake so that when I actually got to JFK, it was nighttime and I could just go to sleep so I could get back on a normal sleep schedule. But it, it was so it was so hard. Um, yeah, I think I had straight flights each time, so like nineteen hours. I don't, I don't know. Did I stop? Did I, I might direct? have laid over. You must have stopped. Well, I don't know. It depends on where your destination was. I was going to like a smaller city in um, India, so there wasn't. A, I had to like, I had to stop a couple yeah. of times. But anyway, it was an amazing trip. It is. I've digested it. Um, I had a really good time. It was the weather was really nice. Mm-hmm. Like and now the snow is happening right now and I kind of want to go back. I'm like, is it? I'm like, we're it's not snowing in Jersey yet. No way! It was it was snowing all today. Really? Not at all? Because I snow. I mean, I don't think I it's want... sticking, but it was just you know pretty, pretty polite snow. So, oh, so I I was speaking uh, with someone and I realized because I was like, oh, you know, me and and um, Superman will be you know walking down the the court courthouse house aisle soon. So I wasn't gonna sign up for healthcare until I got a gentle reminder, you know, healthcare, they're like stalkers, but I love them though. The healthcare.gov, they call you, they email you, they text you. Yeah. And they are like, that's cute, Tiffany, but just know this. If you don't sign up by the 15th, you're going to be, you will not be covered in January. So if you like, even if I get married in, in January, I won't be covered. So I'm like, Ugh. so, but I didn't realize that. So that's just something I just wanted to put out there because I just assumed that like, Oh, you know, I can I can be covered in January. I'll be fine. So if you don't sign up by December fifteenth, you will not be covered for healthcare in January. And if you don't sign up by January fifteenth, you will not be covered for healthcare in February. And by the thirty first of January, if you don't sign up, you won't be covered for the year. So don't wait. I know, like it's such a pain. This is for um, Obamacare. Yes, yeah, for Obamacare. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, like if you have healthcare at your job and stuff, you know, you know, good for you. 
but for Obamacare, <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have been. <laughs> but it's just that for us self-employed people or people who maybe you don't work enough hours in order to qualify for health care at your job, you know, this is you're you're going to want by the 15th to, you know, to go. So there's this. Uh, so have you ever used Policy Genius before? Man? Yeah, yeah, I have, actually. I think I wrote about them once. Yeah, so I I know policy. I've only known them for they have like some sort of like life insurance thing. But I used it to sign up for um, or at least not to sign up for, but to whittle down which healthcare provider I was gonna go with because my current one, um, United Healthcare, or at least my current plan is phased out, which I'm like great. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to think about it, and so I'm just like so I like that tool, and I know there's some other tools you can use because honestly, healthcare.gov, I love you my beautiful black president Obama, but that website is a nightmare. Mm. And so it's good to find a tool that will help you choose without you having to like, because honestly, every year I just sit on the phone with them for two hours and figure it out. But with, with at least the policy genius tool, it helped me to like plug in what I wanted and then kind of spit out three or four. And there's another one too, if I can remember, I'll say it later. Like there's another tool where it kind of does the same thing. But yeah, I, I honestly just tell older people, like if you don't feel comfortable with technology, I'm like, just call them. Yeah, on the phone, and it's gonna suck. But they have healthcare navigators, like, and they're nice, really nice. Are they okay? I yeah, I mean, I've, I've called twice, like twice, in, two years in a row. I've called, and they were, you know, they were really patient. They walked me through each. It, it's just that you literally have to. So they're like, so let me read you what this plan is, and then let me read you what this plan. The only problem is that there's so many. So that's why I say I like those tools that kind of aggregate the plans for you based upon what you need. So that way, because it was just so many, I just got overwhelmed because they're reading the plans. I'm like, wait, what was the other one before that? And then wait, what was the other? And so you're on the phone with them for a while. But I mean, it's if you're older and tech, you're not tech savvy, then definitely do that. But if you're you are, you know, can you can use the computer? You don't need to be tech savvy for for tools like a uh, like Policy Genius. And there's another one. I'm gonna find it that like kind of like I said, you plug in your name, your doctor, where you live, that kind of thing, and it says, hey. Here are six plans that might fit you based upon what you want to pay. Is it Value so, Penguin? Ah, uh, I think. Or Enroll America? It's, I, forget, I feel like it had a name Enroll in it, so maybe it was Enroll America. But basically, I'm saying use those versus healthcare.gov because they're healthcare.gov can be very hard to navigate. But I just want to put that out there because I didn't realize that, like, you know, if I didn't sign up by the 15th, that, oh, well, for you, if you get preggers, hee <laughs> hee. Oh, yeah, that's important. Is your health plan, has it gotten more expensive? A lot of people are, well, New York and Jersey are, I guess, a little bit more lucky because a ton of insurers haven't exited the market like in other states. Mm -hmm. Like Arizona, there's only one or two providers now. So their prices went up 116%. What? Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, I don't know if it's going to go up just because I, my same plan is no longer available. So I was just like, great. I don't so. Yeah, so I don't even know like if it's like what I'm gonna get is I'm trying to get something that's comparable to see like you know what it's gonna cost, but it's a it's a grip. I'm not gonna lie, I you know I pay few hundred dollars a month for the for the privilege of you know not dying in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> there is something else. I, go ahead. I was gonna say my little brother, bless his heart, should have listened to Big Sister. I hope he doesn't listen to this because he's probably like, but um, he got his first job after college. Um, He's a salesman for a big company and, you know, was really proud of himself and wanted to be cheap and get the cheap healthcare plan, which costs barely nothing and came with a huge deductible, I think $5,000 or something like that. 
And that's what happens when you choose the cheapest plan. And so yep. poor guy, all year long, every time he gets a cold or has to get a prescription, it's out of pocket, out of pocket. Yikes. And just recently he was at a concert. And I don't know all the details, but all I know is that someone stave-dived jo- stave off the stage and <gasps> kicked him in the head. And he got a, he had a concussion and had to get a CT. And he's like, Bandy, my, my, my bill from the ER is $3,000. Yikers. Yeah. So I, I, I told him to try. I, I think he can negotiate, especially when you have a high deductible plan, um, especially with hospitals, too, because yeah. CTs, MRIs, those those kind those of like run of the mill um, procedures that hospitals do, um, they charge just like it's like you go to one place and it's three thousand dollars. You get on the street, it's five hundred. It's so random how they choose what to pay. And that dollar sign on that on that bill um, isn't always the final word. And yeah, especially when you have to pay out of pocket. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it worked, how he's, if he's done it or not, but he needs to call and, and tell them, you know, I'm paying out of pocket. Can you, you know, settle for less or give me some sort of discount? Um, cause he can't afford $3,000. That's insane. That is insane. Yay. The kid who oh. kicked him should be paying. Is it, it should be like a car accident, you know, like the people who hit you, their insurance pays. I don't know how that works. <laughs> within health insurance but I'm like, it wasn't, like, he was just he's just very tall it's not his fault he's right in- <laughs> you're like hey you hey you i need your card i need your uh concert card you know like a, your insurance concert insurance card it's like Seriously. your car insurance card so my car insurance actually speaking of just went up i was like oh remember i got into that car accident with uh the ford <laughs> <laughs> the ford vehicle that was loaned to me yes yeah, yeah yeah within like the first couple of days so i just knew so i have insurance and because i drive the oldest car in america my insurance i think i was paying like 62 bucks a month you know for like whatever basic coverage covers um and so now i'm paying 75 bucks a month i'm like oh I know. So I'm trying to see. I'm going to do Still some not digging. Bad, though. No, it's not. But, you know, like, so it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I'm not, you know, because I really thought that it was going to go up tremendously. But I guess they were like, they, you know, did the deeds on my car and they were like, honestly, it's a 99 Toyota Camry with the muffler that Mandy can attest to because we were on the phone with the muffler, muffler that's louder than a, a crying baby. <laughs> struggling. <laughs> Oh my God. That's why I was like, I was on mute. You're like, people are like, Tiffany, can you hear me? I'm like, I, I can just barely over this muffler. Sounds like you're riding a jet ski or something. <laughs> no. Oh, but you know what though? When I get my house, then I'm going to get the car. That's, okay. That's- okay. But having a car does not mean that you can't have a house. It's all I'm saying. No, no, I know, but I'm just, I don't okay. know. You know what it is too? I just. One big thing at a time, maybe. Exactly. There's so many choices to be made. I'm just. You know, sometimes you just lay in bed. You're like so many things, the things that need to be done. Like I, I had called my sister, my baby sister, Lisa, and I said, Lisa, if I pay you like 50 bucks, if I post on my Facebook page that I'm looking for an in-person assistant and for them to post their stuff in the comments, can you just like go through them and find somebody for me? Because like even that is a lot of work. Like if I post, hey, I'm looking for this person, then I, I might get like, you know, 50 people in my comments saying, hey, you know, I do that, which is cool. But then I have to go through them. I just don't have the, the time for that right now. And she's like, I'll do you one better. I was like, what? She was like, I'm not working during the week right now. She only works weekends. She's like, I'll do it. And I oh. was like, OK. I said, without attitude. She was like, mm, we'll see. <laughs> but you know what, though? I'm actually really happy about it because. Some of the stuff that I need done is a little bit sensitive. Like I was still going to have to do my own money things. 
Like, but now I can be like, hey, here's my ATM card. Go to the bank and give me this money. And then, you know what I mean? Like, I can, my sister, you know, she's she can do that. And yeah. I don't have to. But you know I wouldn't, to find her. Exactly. And I, but I wouldn't do that, obviously, with a new admin to give them, like, sensitive information. But with her, so I'm, like, so happy. And then Drina, my um my publicist, who we, we share in office, she was like, wait, can we share her? And Lisa was like, the more, the merrier. So is I'm like, also Lisa the stylist? Or is that no, Tracy? Trace, that's Tracy. Tracy okay. style. I know, right? I'm having just like the whole team. And so I'm super excited because one, like, you know, she's a baby. So I don't see Lisa's like the super, I don't know, sophisticated, like New York bound. Like, so I don't really see her that much. You know, we talk maybe like, I don't know, maybe like once a week or something, but I don't see her in, in person that often. So this will be nice because it'll be, it'll force her to, to see my face every day. Well, not every day, but at least once a week. So, like, stuff like, you know, going to the mail. So, I figured just once a week, I'll make a list of everything I need done. Like, going to the mail, picking this thing up, dropping this thing off, dry cleaning. I'll see if I can trust her to go food shopping even. Because, honestly, I don't even want to do that anymore. <laughs> and, like, pay her, like, I don't know, 15 bucks an hour. And, you know, I don't know. So, we'll see. But I'm just excited because I'm like, yeah, I don't have to do those things anymore. That's exciting. Yeah, we hadn't had an update on you looking for your admin yet so that's good I know. and i was like lisa how long are you gonna be out of work she's like mm. i was like must be nice like what like because i guess her weekend job pays her lisa lives very humbly like she's got a really nice apartment in jersey city actually Ooh, so when you know when you guys come you guys can come visit she's got a studio but it's fairly inexpensive um and she lives she she bought her car in in cash i taught her how to do that saved and bought it so she doesn't have that bill and so, as a result, she doesn't have to make a whole lot in order to maintain her lifestyle. Oh, so she can just, like, not work during the week. That's nice. I know. That's what I said. And I'm like, she's, like, starting to, she wants to start a business. So, she wanted to leave her week free. But, you know, this will be, like, you know, some extra coin for her to make without having to really stress herself. Because Newark is not far from Jersey City. Yeah, it's nice you're keeping it in the family. Keeping the money I in the family. Look at, look at, look at God. But um, let's, let's go back to what you said about January in a courthouse. Is that happening? So soon? Um, I think so, honestly, because if nothing else but for the insurance purposes. <laughs> I mean, because we're getting married anyway, so we want to do a spring. At least I I said we. I want to do a spring wedding. Jarrell's like, he, he actually really does want a wedding. If it was up to me, I would probably just do the courthouse. But he actually would like a wedding. So I said, okay, well, let's do something in the spring. Something like a Sunday brunch. Something cute and pretty and, you know, but low-key. But let's officially, you know, get married in the new year because honestly he doesn't really want to wait if it was up to him we would have went yesterday but i was like well wait there's some some things that i wanted to get in place before officially wait he doesn't want to so, wait but he wants a wedding wedding yeah he doesn't want to wait meaning for us to to um to go to the you know officially justice of the peace he doesn't want to wait for that but the wedding wedding he he doesn't mind waiting for because he doesn't want to get a house first so yeah i don't know He's just like, we, like you know, let's get married now. Let's go to Justice of the Peace tomorrow. And I'm like, well, let's let's make sure we have some things in place first. And so, you know, now that they're in place or going in place, then, you know, now we can move forward. But I wanted to wait. Like, I'm like, you know, let's let's have a real conversation about finances and what we're doing. I mean, we always talk about money, but I wanted to have a super official conversation about that. You know, we talking prenup here or what? 
Yeah, I know. I was trying to dance around it, basically. <laughs> I was trying to, I'm like, what is she saying? Some things in place. Mm. I know. And I'm like, because he's not, I mean, he's Cut not to all the chase. that. I know. I'm not even going to talk about it much because I'm like, I'm sure his cousins listen. He's not all that like happy about it. Like, you don't trust me? I'm like, well, no, of course, not. that's not it. But like, to me, I always, I'm thinking to myself that I have things that are not just me, you know, as I grow, there are people who all they do is just work for me. And I want to just make sure that should anything happen that I don't, you know, I'm not putting other people's lives in jeopardy, you know? Yeah, it's a, he'll, he'll come around. It's a smart decision. My, one, of my, oh, one of my friends just got married mm-hmm. um, and, and they, she was, well, she took it a step further. She like posted their prenup on Instagram. I was like, okay, Miss Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a lot. <laughs> and posted like the picture with a lawyer. She was real happy about it. Um, uh, I mean, I don't even, to me, or like, you know, what we decided is like what to be common sense stuff like, hey, if he's actually starting a business, you know, when we buy these houses because it's his money, you know, his credit score, the house is in his name, you know, but um, and it'll he'll start an LLC to put these homes, you know, these multifamily homes in his name. So the for us, it's just simple. It's like whatever business that you create is yours. Like that's just you is yours. And whatever we do together is ours. So that that's all it really says, you know, that. I wanted to keep it real simple, like the budget needs to. And if I make a business or whatever, those are, those things are mine. And your, you know, your real estate development business or whatever, that'll be yours. And if we do projects and things together where we join our money together, then that's 50 percent mine, 50 percent yours. So nothing crazy, but just at least that it's official, you know? Yeah, because isn't Jersey a communal property state where if you get divorced without a prenup, it's 50 50 no matter what? I think so. And also, too, it's also a um, what is that thing called when you like live common law state where if you live together for a certain amount of time, you're you're married in the eyes of the law. Hmm. Yeah, well, so. then, hmm. well, I think I know, people too get like there's a, well, there's a stigma of the prenup, but then there's also um, people don't really like what do you put in it? And I'm like, you just put whatever you want in it. It's you know, it's for you. It should be tailored to what you want. And meanwhile, I don't I haven't even thought about one. I yeah, I mean, that. I always think it depends. I mean, like, it might, if I was a preschool teacher still, honestly, I wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't have. I would have been like, oh, okay. Or if I had a regular job, honestly, I wouldn't think about it. But because I own two businesses and I'm like, okay, especially one in particular where most of my employees and I'm starting to bring on more full-time people. And I just want to make sure that because you know, I feel like there are things that are bigger than me, and I want to make sure that if anything should happen, that 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 show can still go on without any hindrance. You know? Yeah, I hear you. So, yeah, so yeah, like it wasn't a fun. I mean, the thing is, I'm one thing I I am good at is that we have we've had we had that conversation months ago, and I have purposefully brought it up. I would say every other month, like we just do like a a brush up on it, like so. And then when it came down, but, you know, once you come down to the nitty gritty, then it's like, and I think he didn't fully get like, I don't know why. I'm like, maybe it's TV, but I was like, oh, so, you know, I'm going to go see the lawyer today. Lawyer. I'm like, well, that that's who does it. He thought I was just going to write it. He was going to sign it. I'm like, <laughs> like in crayon. <laughs> I'm like, that's not how it Text works. you. So then it became like that. That was a little bone of contention because then it's like lawyer. You know, that sounds so official and, well, it's a you know, document, so. yes. And it's just like, oh, gosh, so that was not a fun conversation. And then even having to ask, even though I know all his financials, but there were a few things I didn't know. 
you know, someone even asking that, what do you need that for? And I'm like, uh, for the for the document. <laughs> well, hey, why am I? What does my stuff have to be in there? I'm like, well, because it we just have to establish this is where we are, and so that way, it's just such a uh, because yeah, I well, just. So you went and met with the lawyer, but is it something that you guys sit down together and do, or did you do it and then you're like, no. here you go? Well, no, no. It's something that we discussed together about, like, so what should be, how how should it go, you know? And right. so, so, but I'm the one who went to the lawyer because ultimately when you, when you do a prenup, it's, it's, it's one person that's looking for, like he, like he would have to create his own totally if he wanted to, that's fine. You know, but honestly, like we did it in a way where it was to, it was even. So even though it was it was me that initiated it, it's the way it's written. It gives us equal power and value. I'm not like Donald Trump where I'm like, hey, you know, if we're married for one year, you get nothing. You get married for five years. You know, you get a thousand dollars a month, like none of that. It was just literally like, you know, if you build something and, and I don't put any finances or whatever into it, it's yours. If we build something together, it's 50% mine, 50% yours. But that's something that we discussed. So, you know, I just wanted, like I said, I just wanted something. I just seen too many people say, I wish I would have had something in place. Obviously, you know, you don't anticipate. I don't anticipate the getting divorced. I've known him for so long and I love him and I can't imagine myself with anyone else. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, yeah, it was not an easy choice. Believe me. There's plenty of times when I was like, Tiffany, don't even do it. But then I'm like, Tiffany. It's a no brainer. Come on. It's a no, especially when you both have significant assets and you've got your business. Yeah, I think you're doing, you're doing the right thing. But um, it's easy because you know I think you're right. It's like TV and like pop culture will villainize, yeah, um, or not villainize, but just make it seem like a selfish thing to do, yeah. or it, it's all it's about not trusting the other person. Um, yeah, that's what it came down to. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, but I say for women and men and whoever, if you're you know, thinking about it, it should be a conversation to me anyway, that it shouldn't be something that you create and it's the secret thing. No, it should be like, okay, so what do you think? What do you feel? You know? And so, you know, he was just like, well, if that's what we're doing. That's what, that's what we do anyway. I'm like, well, you'd hope so. But I always heard that the person you marry is not the person you divorce. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, not, like I said, not that. And then you hate to think that, like, well, am I planning for a divorce? And I'm like, well, no, I mean, no, but at the same time, you just, put yourself in a position anyway i don't want to talk about it anymore okay. <laughs> <laughs> just get the ugly stuff out of the way and it's smart it was smart of you to start the conversation early and then keep that's what i do too when i know that it's yep. something that's going to be difficult <laughs> i just mention it and it's like okay take the band-aid off and then you slowly yep. keep you know and mention it and add a little bit more a little bit more detail and then finally the day comes and it's not as bad as it would have been but it's it's never easy certain certain, mm -hmm. certain conversations Oh, adulting. But that's so exciting. It's spring wedding. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. 
I know. So, I mean, I'm thinking, like like, like I said, Sunday brunch. I'm thinking under 100 people. Um, but, you know, who knows? I might be a total bridezilla and be like, oh, my God, I want it all. Um, but I definitely want to pay for everything. Like, we're already, after this house is bought, we're already going to um, start, like, you know, like the wedding fund. Because we have a joint savings account already. And so that was like. You know, at first I, I, I tricked him into creating one for quote unquote vacations. But in my mind, I was thinking like, hey, this will be something bigger. <laughs> we know what's best for them. <laughs> no, like, Even if they who, don't. Exactly. We should have a vacation fund. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So we'll see. I just don't want I don't like event planning. It's just too stressful. And I know a lot of people are like, I'll do it for you. But you even if you have an event planner, you still have to do planning. Oh, Yeah. What's what's crazy is this is the four month mark for us um, mm-hmm. until the wedding. And I had a stress dream about it last week mm-hmm. when I got back from India. It was a weird stress dream. It was a dream where like I, I you know, we're paying for the wedding ourselves. And we, wor- we worked hard to save up for it and all this kind of stuff. And we're proud of that. And my dream was that the wedding happened and we weren't there and that we didn't have to pay for a whole other wedding and ask for more money and like borrow money for this second wedding. And I was like hysterical. Um, I don't know what the, I don't know what to read into that other than like, I think I'm feeling like, holy crap, it's four months away. It's starting to get, it's starting to creep up on us. But honestly, part of me is just like, and where's the stress at? Like, I'm not really, yeah, that's I'm good really feeling. I think the, you know, I, I have a, my best friend right now is also engaged and bless her heart. She's dealing with some difficult family members and I won't mm-hmm. say which side of her family is, if it's her family or his, cause you know, people listen, but, mm-hmm. um, and I, and that's, you know, and her, they're not even getting married until next, you know, next fall. So she's really stressed. And I'm just, I'm like, thank God for my mother and my mother-in-law, because they really, all they bug me about is like, what color dress should I wear? And, you know, the bridal shower, you know, like nothing crazy. Like they're not really that involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're just chilling, but who knows? That's good. I by, know. I by mean, March, it could be a different story. I was going to say, Right. I don't know, like, you know, um, Superman's um, mother, unfortunately, passed away um, in his 20s, so she's no longer here. But I, I hear that she was, like, super awesome. Um, his father's still alive. I mean, he, he, they're not super close, so I'm assuming he'll come. But you, other meaning that there's not this energy on the other side of him that's going to be like, and Tiffany, we want you to do this, this, this. There's really not that there. You know, he's cool with his twin, obviously, and his sister is really nice, so, but... I don't anticipate them being like, this is what we see. Um, I don't know. I just, I just don't That's like, great. like I said, event planning. I mean, if, and my mother and my father, I think they've already had the two big weddings from two of my sisters. So, and they know me very, very well enough to be like, you know what? We're just happy Tiffany's getting married and not running away with the circus. So, <laughs> Well, you're inspiring people because my reporter, Brittany, who actually listens to the show is like, I was telling her about something, I like bridesmaids gifts I was buying. And she's like, man, you're having a big wedding. I'm going to be like Tiffany. I'm going to go to the, and I'm like, go ahead then. Be like Tiffany. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I know. I'm serious. I'm just like, because I just don't want, I, I rather buy homes. Like I know we have like a, a home buying question later, but I went um, shopping this morning with Superman. Like we've been looking. So he got pre-approved within like 20 minutes. It was like. You know how you're just like, whew, when you have one of those I told you so moments with fiance boo, like, mm-hmm, listen to me, kid, I'll take you places, that kind of moment. After doing all the work of showing him how to save, raising his credit score, like really getting him on a tight budget, all of that kind of stuff, 
it took about two and a half years to really like, get him rocking and rolling. Um, when it came ta- time to like really talk about buying a home, and I was really like trying to convince him. I really think that multifamily house is the way to go. But he wasn't interested because for 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 housing where where he worked, he kind of does that, and he's like, it's not my favorite. But I was just like, no, but this will be a stream of income, less work, more money. So finally he said, okay. And we went for the pre-approval process. And literally it took, I called, like I asked a friend for like a referral, called the guy. Guy was like, give me, you know, send me over your information. I sent it over to him within 10 minutes. The guy calls me back in 10 minutes and says, okay, pre-approved for $300,000. And say, is this a loan officer or works for the bank or who's the guy? So he's a he's a loan officer. It's just like so what I loved about it, though, and I said, is it typical for people to be pre-approved so quickly? He said, no, but honestly, he was like you, he had all of the right check marks. Like one, he's been at his place of uh, where he's worked, you know, well over 10 years Two, you know, he has a significant amount of money saved. Three, he's got a great credit score. So he had all of the things, you know. And five, he has honestly no debt. So the pre-approval process for Superman was super fast, but it's something I pre-planned almost from the moment that we started dating because I thought to myself, hmm, he works for housing. Um, He flips apartments, like does the floor, the wall. Basically, when someone moves out, he prepares the space, him and like a squad of like guys prepare the space for the new tenant. So basically a landlord. So he knows how to fix like everything. Um, and uh, even like some basic construction stuff and what he doesn't know how to fix. He knows a guy because he works with the guys, you know? Yeah. And I thought that this is like the perfect leeway into being a landlord. And he was like, I'm not interested. And I'm like, okay, well let's have a, a vacation account and let's get your credit score ready. Basically setting him up for the eventual you'll see it my way soon. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that took about two and a half years and he finally sees it my way. And, I um after doing the math with him and so his pre approval was so fast because of laying that foundation. So I called um a friend of mine, I said, you know, I'm looking for a, a loan officer and uh, she gave me a, a great referral and I called him, he said, Okay, send send all your stuff over. So we sent it over within like ten minutes and ten minutes later he called and he was pre approved for three hundred thousand dollars. That that's what we asked for. Like we're looking for a multifamily house, no more than that. And the reason why you know, he was pre-approved so quickly without any issue at all is because one, he has an excellent credit score. So anything over 740, you get the best rates for, for a home. He has a 750. Two, he has no debt whatsoever. I mean, no car loan, no student loans. He has like, you know, maybe like a, he has a Macy's card. He just bought a suit. So I think he has $200 on that, but that's something he's going to pay off this month. But it's unheard of, honestly, as an adult to have literally no debt. He has no debt. Three, he has money saved. So he's been saving since then, since when I first met him and I showed him how to open up an online um, banking account. We use Ally. And so he's been saving automatically from his paycheck there. And three and four, he has worked at his job for nearly, I think, over 20 years. No, not over 20 years, but like over 10. 10, Yeah, over 10 years. Um, And so all of those things combined make him like this really super safe person to lend money to. And so, but all of that was after, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, like, oh, Tiffany, you know, I want to buy a house. What are the things I need to get in order? And those really are it. It was like, get your credit score right, get your savings up, get rid of that debt, 
you know, and if you're working somewhere, you know, stay where you are for now because they don't want to see, oh, I just switched jobs, you know, three months ago. And so, yeah, he got pre-approved and we've been house shopping and we went this morning. So here's our plan. So we're looking for a multifamily house um, and I've done the math. So no, if it's a four family, our cap is 300,000. If it's a three family, our cap is 250. If it's a two family, our cap <laughs> is like mm, 150, 175. So I'll give you an example. We saw this house, really cute. It was in Newark. It's a two-family house for 150000 With all the, you know, if we put our 20% down and with the, with the current interest rate, our mortgage would be about mm, a little over $700 a month. One of the units rents for um, a little over 1000 The other unit rents for a little over 1000 So let's just say $2,000 is, is how much the... It's how much the income it's going to produce. And then we pay $700 out for tax insurance and mortgage. So that leaves us with $1,300 profit if we don't live there. Um, and if we live there, then it's, you know, it's like $300 profit or whatever. But see, I want us to set, us up, set ourselves up for financial success. And then, you know, we get the next one and the next one. And so that's that's the plan is to buy a multifamily house that yields at least at minimum a thousand dollars a month in, a, in income after expenses. Well, let me interrupt you so I can read our question of the day because it's actually related to um, your investment property okay. mission adventure. So this comes from Amy, who's actually an old friend of mine who just had a baby. Aww. She's like, we're actually friends. You know me. I'm like, yes, I know you, Amy. <laughs> Um, so Amy wants to know, um, specifically for Tiffany, you mentioned your quest to purchase an investment property. Can you talk a little bit about your journey in this, in terms of setting up an LLC, finding okay. a lawyer slash accountant slash uh, real estate agent, doing your due diligence, etc. And how did you identify the right market to invest in? Will you manage yourself or hire a property manager? I've read some books on the topic and I work in real estate accounting, but I'd love some specific tips on how to get started. So one, you want to get your finances in, in order first. Like I said before, getting getting rid of your debt, getting your credit score. Like if if I if you have a seven thirty, wait until you have a seven forty because the difference in interest is gonna it's gonna matter. So get yourself to a seven forty or better. Like you know if you can. Um, also you know get your savings up because they're also what they're gonna look at is they're going to see, have you been consistently saving? So they don't want to see three months ago, you had this random lump sum of $20,000 put into your account because it looks like a friend of yours let you hold 20,000 and it's going to take it back, but you just want to show you have money. So start your savings. Um, and two, if you're at a place of wherever you work, stay there because they're going to want to see that you can consistently have income coming in if you work there for a while. So that's the back end stuff. And the, as far as choosing a market, we chose Newark because, one, we're really familiar with Newark. I mean, I, I've lived here maybe like five or six years. Um, Superman has lived here his whole entire life. I mean, he he has lived, I think, basically in every section of Newark. So he knows every block. Like when I read off the blocks to him, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, it depends. Between 16th and 17th Avenue or between 17th and 18th? So, one... You know, we're going with this knowledge because here's someone who, quite honestly, used to run the streets. So he knows all of them. <laughs> but, you know, because I feel really comfortable because Newark can be a very scary place. Newark is like Brooklyn before the gentrification. 
So it could be a very scary place to invest as an investor because, you know, it's it's still very much up and coming. So there are a lot of neighborhoods where it might look okay now, but it's only because it's cold. And then during the summertime, the block is live and people are dealing drugs and people are stealing cars and you didn't know that. So we chose Newark because it's it's a place that we're both really familiar with. And two, because it is up and coming and you could tell it's up and coming by the kind of businesses that are being attracted here. Panasonic now has their headquarters here. There's a Whole Foods coming to downtown Newark, a Whole Foods. Um, uh, what is it called? Starbucks just moved here, not their headquarters, but like we have a Starbucks. So there are certain things that are coming that makes it very clear that it's it's after literally 50 years of being in one type of way, it's starting to 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 come up. And you could tell even because as we're starting to buy and try to buy multifamily houses, some of them are being bought so quickly. So it's on the market one day and then a, a cash investor will come in. And so that's a sign, too, like people are starting to buy these homes cash, meaning investors are starting to see it's time to, to buy in Newark. So that was it, too. And two, you want to 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 Google your area to see if there's any grants like Newark. If you are going to be owner occupied, um, there's a five thousand dollar grant for um, for down payment. And there's also twenty five thousand dollar grant if you're fixing up the property. So potentially $30,000 that we can qualify for to put into the property. Who's that so through? Um, that's through uh, the housing. Uh, Newark has um, that just at the housing department. So like the city has, like, you know, the city has like the health department, the housing department, the, so I just Googled like Newark, Newark uh, grants for home buyers. So wherever you're looking, Brooklyn grants for home buyers. So wherever you're looking, just look into that. And also too, if you speak to a a real estate agent, so the best thing to do is to get referrals for the people that you need. So if you speak to a real estate agent or, you know, asking them, are there grants? Because sometimes they'll know the exact name and you could Google for yourself and find them. So my real estate agent is actually is the one who told me about the grant and I dug a little deeper. So... Yeah, you want to look into that too, just see if there's some free money out there. Oftentimes, if you're if you're investing in an an, an up and coming area, there is free money because they want people to invest here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people you need on your team, I'm gonna to try to remember all of them. But your real estate agent, you need your your either your mortgage broker or your lender. Um, you need your lawyer. You need your um, uh, what is that person called? The the inspector. Uh, and I'm trying to think, who else do we have? So these are all people that we ask for referrals. So I asked just either people that I knew personally or like, you know, you ask a friend of a friend, who did you use? Why did you like them? And um, and then from there, you know, you kind of do your own little interview and see if, if one, you're looking for people who move quickly. The first mortgage person that I was interested in, um, I'm not going to say his name because we ended up like letting him go because I emailed him on a Saturday and real estate agents work on Saturday. They're showing homes. I mean, I, I called. I submitted my his paperwork. I called and I emailed. I didn't hear back. I didn't hear got it. I called and emailed on a Monday. And then Tuesday I called and I, I texted him and I called. And then finally I, I emailed him on that Tuesday and said, you know, we're going to move in a different direction. And within like 10 minutes they wrote back, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And I told him like, yeah, we're just looking for someone who's going to be more timely. And then he wrote me back a sassy ass text saying like oh well you know it, you just submitted on Saturday so I don't know who you think it's going to move faster well the guy who pre-approved us in 20 minutes that's what I'm looking for because if we're looking at a house I don't have two or three days to wait for you not to pick up the phone so you're looking for people who are going to be timely and they, because, don't they want to get paid I know don't they I'm only like, get paid if they help you find a house 
Exactly. So I don't know why he was like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, don't be mad because you didn't pick up and you know you lost that deal. Also, what you don't want to do is this. This is key. Remember this, my dad would say, he who pays the piper determines the tune. So basically, if you pay the DJ, they have to play your song. So if you, whoever is 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 getting paid by you, is the one, they're going to be, that's who they're going to be loyal to. So don't get a referral from your real, your real estate agent is going to have a referral for everyone. You don't want it. Because if the the mortgage person, if the inspector of all of these people come through the real estate agent, they are going to be loyal to the real estate agent and not what's best for you. So you want everybody basically to be a stranger. They might know each other, but they're working for you because if not, then everyone's like working for the best interest of the sale and not the customer. So you just want to remember that, too. That was like something. And then also to take a first time homebuyers class. I took one when I bought my first home when I was like 25. It was invaluable. They're free. Take one. It was like three weeks, three Saturdays in a row. But I learned so much about the process. Isn't that also through HUD, Housing and Urban Development? Yeah, you can. But they have, I mean, banks have them. You know, banks have them because they're they're like soft upsells. So, like, I took one through, like, the City National Bank in Newark when I was 25. And basically, you know, the bank is there because they're hoping, like, you're taking this course and you'll get a mortgage through them. I didn't, but it was a great free class. So definitely want to take that. I made, um, well, I went with Superman to take the class. Um, and so, because I'm like, <laughs> I want you to, <laughs> I want you to know the process. And at first he was kicking and screaming, but then afterwards he was like, oh, and yeah, the LLC is super simple with the LLC. You just, you can go online and do your, you know, go to Google, whatever state you live in and, and, um, register for LLC. If you're nervous about it. You can go to your local bank. Oftentimes, the banks will walk you through because they want you to open up the bank business bank account with them. So bring your laptop and say, hey, I want to open up a business bank account. I want to, um, but I need help, like, you know, doing my LLC. Can you help walk me through the process? And some banks will do that for you. Um, so that way, you know, you have your LLC. And when you, all of your expenses can be written off, all of your home expenses can be written off. So I'm super excited because to me, this is like the leap toward wealth. For, for Superman, you know, this is like the, there, so there are a few ways to leap toward wealth. You have your regular job and then you make the leap through either investing in real estate, um, owning some sort of business or really getting into stock investing, not, not just for retirement's sake, but for wealth's sake. So those are one of the few ways, the three ways that you start to make the leap toward next level wealth. And for him, this is right up his alley. So yeah, I hope I answered that question. Yeah, I'm actually reading through it, just making sure. Just making sure. Oh, the last one was, well, you kind of already answered this. Will you manage it yourself or hire a property manager? So at first, I think, yeah, I think at first we're going to have, well, I think, so I was speaking to a friend of mine and he said he, there's a, he's going to manage the property, the physical property himself. But as far as collecting the rent, we're going to hire, um, likely hire a company to collect the rent because they'll pay to this company and if they're a certain number of days um late this company triggers like you know the eviction process because i don't want people to come personally to us and say oh i'm so sorry i'm late it's because no 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 that's a very impersonal part of the process the financial part but as far as keeping up the physical property he'll do it until we have maybe like two or three and then you know maybe hire some like property manager maybe um, depending on if, whether he not, wants to continue. But that's how, in my mind, that's how I'd like to proceed forward, that he he takes care of the physical, but the financial, we have somebody doing that. 
And how did you arrive at the the goal of having a um, property that's generating at least $1,000? How did that become the benchmark? I don't know. I just said it. I just said, you know, I want to make at least okay. a thousand. You know, because like, I thought to myself, I know how much Superman makes a month. And I thought to myself, okay, um, this would make this would make sense. This would make a significant boost for him, you know? So I'm like, okay, if we do that, then I, then I, cause really I did the math of how many properties like this do we need before if he wanted to quit, he could not that he will, you know, but if he wanted to quit. And so I was like, okay, so by the time we get to like three or four properties, you know, he's, if he doesn't want to, you know, work for where he works anymore, he can. And if he does, he has double his income coming in. You know, so that's how I kind of came to that conclusion, because I in my mind, a thousand dollars just seems like, OK, that seems like because I make two, three hundred. It's like that's a lot of work a month, you know, potentially for two or three hundred dollars. So in my mind, a thousand just seemed like it's worth it to go through, like, you know, fixing things if things break. Yeah, no, it's all exciting. Well, you're going to I'm going to learn through you like everyone else is, because I've been skirting around the idea of getting investment property. The problem with us is that I want an investment property, but fiance boo wants a house and mm-hmm. it's just sort of like which comes first. And I'm I'm actually pushing to buy something in Atlanta. That's my sort of okay. like pipe dream because I know it's up and I mean, it's already coming, but it's there are some areas that are definitely um, you can still find great deals on single family homes. Um, in Atlanta. And I'm just, I really want to just snap one up. It seems like, you know, it seems like a smart thing to do. I mean, my little brother could just live there if I wanted him to. Exactly. And I would say go for at least a two family, because here's why two family is not that difficult. Like people think to themselves, oh, it's too much work to upkeep. Like a duplex? Yeah. Or just like, you know, sometimes you just, sometimes the the two families like one on top of each other. Sometimes you're side by side. Um, and even like for your first home, like if we haven't decided, it depends where the area is. If we're going to live in it, if it's in a decent area, we will. If it's not, then we won't because I'm not trying to live someplace where I don't feel safe. Um, but it doesn't mean it's a difference. Um, but I say at least the two family, because at the very least, you know, if you your first home that you buy together, you get a two family. One, you get to learn the ropes without overtaxing yourself about because, you know, this is right next door to you. You're like, OK, things need to be fixed. We're here. You know, like the boiler breaks. We well, don't have to like- challenge. If I buy it in Atlanta, I won't be there. I'd be trusting oh, my dad true. to take care of it. That's this mine. is true. And so it's easier to I mean, and just knowing like how many like rooms. So we're looking for obviously at the very least two bedrooms, a, a unit, ideally three, um, just because you can get more, you know, more rent that way. Um, yeah. And it's all about the math because at first I was dead set on a four family, but they're very difficult to come by in, uh, Essex County, very difficult. And then when I did the math, it doesn't, there, a two family could yield 1500 and a four family can yield 1500, but for more work. So if you do the math of, you know, and you, there's a great uh, website like homes.com. That's what I've been using. You can look up the property that you're interested in. Like usually my, my real estate agent will send me a property, but I'll look it up in homes and homes will actually tell you this is the tax rate for that area. This is how much if you put down a certain percentage, this is how much your mortgage is going to be with taxes, insurance, even PMI. PMI is an insurance that you have to pay if you don't put down at least 20 percent. Um, this is what you're going to have to pay. So you can actually see what your mortgage is going to be. So that way I can now do the math. I'm like, okay, my mortgage is going to be this. And then on that site for that property, it'd say, it'll say unit one, 
the, it's already rented at a thousand dollars a month. Unit two, a thousand. Unit three, six hundred. Okay, so if your mortgage with everything included is a thousand, and all the units collectively are running for are renting for twenty six hundred, that's a thousand six hundred. So I can quickly do the math on what makes sense, and that's what made me switch from saying I have to have a four family to you know what we can make just as much money with a with a two family if you buy it right. Hmm. Homes.com. You know? Yeah, homes.com. Super simple. Just. Yeah. So I want everybody to be wealthy. I'm telling you. I'm like, stick with me, kid. See, you're gonna be it's gonna be the gospel now. As soon as you start doing it, it'll be like, let me tell you about real estate investing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just you know what it is, is that investing can be scary. I'm not gonna lie. Stocks still scare the heck out of me. Still. And it just I just don't get it. I'm you know, like although I teach financial education, I'm always really transparent that I don't know what the heck I'm talking about when it comes to stocks. But when it comes to, you know, owning a business, obviously this is what I do. And then real estate, it's it's tangible to me so I can understand it more. So I always say if you're going to invest, invest in what you are willing to, to seek knowledge in and what you can learn to understand. And even if you don't get it, try to get it because, you know, it's you don't want to be in a situation where you're going in, especially if you're buying it with a partner or a spouse where they know everything, but then you don't. Mm-hmm. And then if something happens to them, you know, you break up and then you're kind of like out in the cold or you don't know what to do. I think it's funny too. That's just, your your approach, Superman. You know, early on, opening up that travel account, quote unquote, yeah. with fiance Boo. It was it was or very early on, letting him know how much I hated debt and just okay. hated it and hated it and like, mm, yeah, that credit credit student debt I was fine with, but the credit card debt, you know, I was worried about, and I wasn't like naggy about it, but um, he he got the message and and where he was more comfortable using credit for a lot of things that you saw that slowly, 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 slowly change. Mm. And, you know, I, and before we got engaged, I was, I made sure I was like, I do not want you going into debt for this engagement ring. You, you know, save, mm-hmm. I was like, Seri- you know, open this capital one three sixty account, you know, and start, you know, suggesting that's a good place to save and save a little bit each month and auto deposit. And like when he bought the ring, I, I felt really good because I knew he wasn't putting himself in debt. Cause I always had it in my mind, I'm going to marry him. His debt's my mm. debt. I don't want his mm-hmm. debt. <laughs> like, exactly. It's so funny. We're so much alike in that way. Cause same thing. I was like, you know, Superman, you know, don't, I, I want you to pay cash if you're going to get this ring. And I was just so proud. I heard him bragging to one of his boys, like on the phone. Like, I guess his boy's going to ask his girl to marry him. And the guy was saying how he's like, what? Nah, man, don't finance. Just save. That's what I did. I saved and I bought it in full. I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Bragging. Like what you need to do is because my biggest thing is allocation that whenever I get paid anything, I allocate my funds 25% for saving and investing in retirement, 25% for taxes, 5% for travel, 10% for giving. So whenever I get paid, I'm always like, oh, I'm going to go upstairs, babe. I'm going to do some allocating. And so like to hear him like reiterate that with like his brother and his friends, like which you need to allocate. You know how to do that? <laughs> I'm going to sit down and show you. And I'm like, oh, look who's the budget needs to in your friend's lives. You know? <laughs> hmm. But yeah, like having the right person. Aren't they lucky? Yeah, I know, right? I was just thinking that, but I wasn't going to say it. But they are. But honestly, having the right person, though, my sister told me that. My sister's been married, I don't know, five years now. And her and her husband, her husband is a doctor, and she's a scientist. So they make hella guap. And, um, but they live off of one whole income. I mean, collectively, they save like over $100,000 a year. 
A hundred thousand dollars. She's like, yeah, I think we're going to buy our house in cash. In cash! <laughs> People think I'm pledging these stuff? Mm-mm. Like, it really does run in the family. And so, and she's not like, I mean, my sister drives like, um, you know, her car is not terrible, but she paid for it in cash. Um, but it's not a brand new car. And you would never think scientist and doctor, you know? They live simply a nice apartment, but simply right outside of Chicago. And what I love is that she said, she's like, you know, be very mindful of who you pick in all aspects. So you want to be spiritually aligned. You want to be, you know, like, you know, aligned as far as like what you like to do. But you also want to be aligned financially. She's like, because he and I were able to talk, not to say that you're the person that you're with has to um, have perfect finances, but you have to be on the same page for wanting better. They may not know how to get there, but they have to want better. And so Superman was, was not terrible financially, but he certainly wasn't great. But he just didn't know, like, oh, this is how you go about that. I didn't realize. And so, yeah, so just having that, because it, it's just going to make all the difference. Like, honestly, Mandy, I I want to be, I'm 37. I want to be, told him, I'm like, you know, I want our net worth to be well over a million dollars by the time we're 40. And not for the million dollars sake, but so we can be a beacon for our families. You know, his his family for a long time struggled. And I said, wouldn't it be great if you're able to say, you know, I can pay for my nephew's college fund. Don't worry about it. Or like when he graduates high school, I, I got his first car. Or like, you know, if somebody needs something, we're, we are here to be able to provide it because we both are really simple. And so I, that's really what the money means to me. It means that I'll be able to really be of help to those people I really care about. That there, if there, a financial situation arises, then I can say, okay, you know, I, don't, I might not have it all, but I've got enough that you, we don't have to worry. Mm. Amen, sister friend. <laughs> I know. I talked a lot today. This is a Tiffany show. Oh, my bad. Actually, my bad, we... <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, I felt like I was sitting around the hearth just listening to, tell, <laughs> listen to Tiff tell stories. Well, we only have time probably just for wins because I have to run. I'm actually hosting. I'm not hosting. I'm giving myself a bigger title. Um, but my best friend's having an engagement party tonight because that's what everyone's Ooh. doing. Yes. Um, so she's actually planning my bridal shower bachelorette. And then I've been helping her with her engagement party. So it's just it's just all happiness. Um, okay. But yeah, I have to go pick up her dessert. And I think I did a damn good job. Um, I just got five dozen cupcakes and I got them to put their faces on them. Like... Georgetown cupcakes, the good cupcakes. Ooh, I, I'm so. not trying to think. Have I had one? I don't okay. know, but you need to get thee there. They are so good. Um, they're so what's in Soho. Your, what's, your, what's your win? Is that your win? No. Oh, what was my win going to be? Oh, my win. Oh, I finally made my second hire. I, made, I hired a new reporter this week, and he just started, and I was really, really afraid because he's like two and a half times my age. Um yeah. And it's my first, well, it's my first time as a manager in general, but, you know, my first reporter is younger and, you know, that's, it's just, it feels a little bit more natural, but it's my first time working with someone who has way more, um, well, he's just older, but he also has way more experience than me, which is why I picked him as a hire, but um, he started and, it's, and he's great and he's really, um, he's going to be, you know, awesome reporting some excellent personal finance investigative stuff for, for Magnify Money. Um, so I guess that's my win. Just taking that, you know, not letting my own insecurity as a manager sort of get in the way of hiring who I think could be one of the best. Ooh, look at boss lady. I'm gonna call you boss lady, Mandy. (laughs) (laughs) His first day, I'm like, and here's everything I want you to do. Thank you very much. Bye. I'm really, it came naturally. (laughs) All that worrying. I was like, you know, right. You're like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hello you over here now. (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, that's dope, though. I could see you as, like, a good boss, though. I see you as, you know, it's so weird. It's not, like, when we're on the phone, because sometimes Mandy and I, our professional worlds collide, you know, like, outside of this. And then we're on the phone. Like, when we had the phone conversation, like, me, you magnify money, my COO. Like, I was so waiting, like... It, it took everything for me not to be like, hey, girl, Mandy, even though I said that sometimes. <laughs> because I'm so used to that side. And Mandy was very like, yes, this is done. Yes, that's been completed. Yeah. I'm like, who's that? Oh, that's Sorry. right. This is bit- no, it was good. But it's just so crazy to see, like, the other side. Like, oh, Mandy's, she's professional. Meanwhile, I'm over there like, hey, yeah, girl. <laughs> you and Nick. Y'all, I have to keep <laughs> I know. If you and Nick were left alone. (laughs) Forget it. Me and Nick are always like, let's just get off the phone. I'm just, I'm going to hang up. Yeah, we're, that's why we have the Mandy's and the Sierra's. Because Sierra reminds me so much of you. My COO, like, she is, like, about that business. Like, okay, this is done. Okay, guys, talk to you later. I said, look at this. So, yeah, you guys allow us to be the creatives that we are. Yeah, I'm excited to talk more about the partnership too. Maybe on yeah. next on the next podcast because it's launching. Yeah. We're we're you're, you're starting next week, right? With the liberty exactly. challenge. So it's perfect timing. All right. So, so we'll, we'll tell you guys more about that next week about the exciting, the exciting um, magnify money slash budgetista, mostly budgetista part partnership. <laughs> well, I'm gonna my my quick win is that I'm always looking for new podcasts, and sometimes you know. You some of them are great and some of them are not. So I listened to Tim Ferriss' podcast. So I love his book, The Four Hour Work Week, and hate his podcast. Sorry, Tim. It's Me like, too. Oh, thank you. It is the worst. I'm like, what is happening? It's so boring. <sighs> I hate oh. a lot of the 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 popular business ones. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what the deal is. It was the worst, but I did find one that I did like. It's called Making Oprah, and it's just a three part series podcast where. They kind of like bring you from the beginning of when she first started to like how to her, you know, obviously her her rise to fame and wealth and fortune and all that kind of stuff. But it's like really interesting. They actually get a chance to interview Oprah and those people who were there first working with her from the very beginning. So if you're just looking for like a quick it's like it's it's just a three part series um, making Oprah. So that's my win because oh, I'm, I'm sold. Yeah, I I'm miss like, her. I know. I don't get the own network. I don't see her anymore. Really, you know, I don't really watch um, uh, TV much. But, yeah, so that's my win. Because I was like, yes, I was listening to it today. Like, yes, this is good, especially off the heels of the terrible Tim Ferriss podcast. I'm sorry. I'm, and I love the four-hour work week, and I love his blog. But honestly, I'm like, brother, you need some background music, something. <laughs> I mean, different strokes for different folks. That's why it's yeah. great there's so many different flavors of podcasts out there. Um and, you know, I'm glad that, you know, we're still on, I got to give a shout out to iTunes, really. We're still on the main iTunes page under their black voices and business category. And that's been up there for months. And it's just great that they're taking notice of the fact that people want different voices, yeah. you know, same subject, but different spins on it and different types. But personally, I don't listen to any personal finance podcasts. I, do, I listen to, um, I love storytelling podcasts. I love mm-hmm. all the TED the Ted Radio Hour podcast, and I love. Um, he just started a new one, Guy Guy Raz, who hosts the Ted Radio Hour okay. um, on NPR. He started a new one called How I Built This, which okay. is similar to kind of what it sounds like the Oprah one is. Um, each episode is talking to a different like person who built a company or built the brand. Oh, I want so to listen. Yeah, it's good. He had L.A. Reid. He had the guy who made Airbnb. Okay. He had oh, who was the other girl? Oh, it was like a cosmetics line. I forget, but. Um, Really good and really interesting because you you get to hear the story behind the company and not just all the okay. splashy like. And then I was a billionaire, 
Um, okay, I want to listen. Cool I love stuff like that because it gives you hope. Like, okay, like, oh, sometimes it does suck. I'm not just messing up. Okay. <laughs> and for me, it's like, hmm, maybe I should start a business, but back to my day job. <laughs> um, all right. I know. We're like, the end is always awkward. Like, so, bye. It's <laughs> really fun talking to you. Same time next week, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Like, <laughs> I'll call you or you can call me, you know, text, whatever. <laughs> Enjoy your your um your bridal shower and um yeah. I'm mad I have to go outside. It's too cold for this nice this stuff. Mm, not me. I'm in my PJs. <laughs> have a good night. All um, right. Happy too. shopping for the house. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. All right. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.